There's an old saying, be careful what you pray for, because you just might get it. Well, as it's written, there's a great deal of truth in that saying, in that expression. However, based on today's gospel story, and on my own observation and experience over the years, I would maintain that a qualifying phrase should be added to that saying in order to make it completely accurate. Be careful what you pray for, because you just might get it, although you might not get it in the way you expect to. There are, as most of us know, three possible answers to the prayers of petition that we offer up to God each and every day. God can say yes, and he sometimes does. God can say no, and he sometimes does. Or God can say wait, as he often does. But that's only half the story. I say that because most of the time when we ask God for something, we have our own personal ideas about how God should go about giving that favor to us. The problem is our ideas about how God should supply our needs do not always match up with his ideas on the very same subject. And this causes some people to think that God doesn't hear their prayers when in fact he does. He always does. For example, we say to God, Lord, please give me patience. That's a prayer that we have probably all uttered many times. And what do we want when we say that? We want God to instantaneously and magically almost infuse that gift into our souls so that nothing bothers us anymore. The boss can be ornery, the people can drive crazily on the highway, just doesn't affect, we're above it. Right. Well, if it works out that way, fine, wonderful, praise God for it. But he might not answer the prayer in that way. Normally, when God gives us that gift of patience, he will allow it to be tested. Really tested. So that the boss is worse than he ever is. And the drivers are crazier than they usually are. But we have the gift. He has said yes to the prayer. He just expects us now to utilize the gift, in spite of how we might feel on the inside. We say to God, please heal me, Lord, of this illness. And what do we want? We want God to heal us immediately and directly through a special miracle. And that's okay. You know, I went to Lourdes a few weeks ago. Many of you know that. I have my aches and pains, my little ailments, and you can be sure that I ask the Lord to take them all away immediately by a special miracle. Well, sometimes he does act in that fashion, and sometimes he does not. The Lord also might choose to heal us, to answer that prayer, through the instrumentality of modern medicine, and only after some long and very painful therapy. We say to God, Lord, please restore my relationship with my ex-friend, John. We haven't spoken to one another in years. And what do we want? Well, we want God to pour his grace immediately into John's heart, such that John immediately picks up the phone and calls us and apologizes from the depths of his heart for the things he did and said all those years ago. Well, it might happen that way. 
But then again, it might not. Maybe God will only answer that prayer in the affirmative after we have made the first move toward reconciliation through a phone call or a letter or maybe a personal visit. Sometimes God gives us what we want, but not exactly in the way that we want it. And so it was for James and John. They asked Jesus, as we heard a few moments ago, for special places in his kingdom. And happily, you know, they did get what they asked for. Here in this scene, of course, Jesus doesn't commit himself on the matter. But we know for an absolute fact that he did honor their request, their prayer of petition, so to speak. Not because of what he said here, but because of what he said in another passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter 19. In that chapter, Peter comes up to Jesus and he says to him, Lord, we've given up everything to follow you. What can we expect from it? That's why I love Peter. He's so relatable. We would all probably have said the same thing in his shoes. And what does Jesus do? He responds by saying, Peter, I give you my solemn word. In the new age, when the Son of Man takes his seat on the throne befitting his glory, you who have followed me shall likewise take your places on twelve thrones to judge the twelve tribes of Israel. The Heavenly Father made it very clear to Jesus that Peter, James, John, and the other apostles would have special places in his kingdom. So this request, in effect this prayer of petition that James and John make in today's gospel, was ultimately answered by Jesus in the affirmative. However, their path to glory, their path to those thrones in heaven, was probably not what these two apostles expected. When they made their request, they probably did not think they would have to suffer so much. But that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. James, you know, was the very first apostle to be martyred. He was beheaded by Herod Agrippa about ten years after Jesus rose from the dead. And John, he lived a long life, according to tradition, but he endured a martyrdom of persecution throughout his life for his faithfulness in proclaiming the gospel. Both of these men drank from the cup, the cup of suffering from which Jesus drank. Now, they probably expected a much easier path to glory. Now, they accepted the cup willingly and eagerly in this gospel, as we heard a few moments ago. They said, sure, Jesus. The cup, the baptism, yeah, it sounds pretty good to us. What do they put in cups? Wine. Oh, nice. We like wine. Baptism, nice cool water, refreshing. Sounds good, Jesus. Sure, we can take the cup and the baptism, no problem. I don't think they had any idea what they were saying yes to. So let's not be discouraged when we pray for good things for others, and suffering comes to them instead. In reality, you see, God might be saying yes to our prayer, but by a different path than the one we think God should follow.
God does not cause evil. It's impossible for God to do that. His nature is goodness, love, and truth. But God will sometimes allow us to experience evil for the sake of a greater good. That's the way it happened for James and John. He allowed those men to experience the cup, the baptism of intense suffering in their lives for the sake of something greater, for the sake of their getting to those thrones in the kingdom. I have known, for example, in my life, many people, many parents who have prayed for the conversions of their children. The children are addicted to drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever. Their children are living immoral lives, materialistic, hedonistic lives, disconnected from the church. And these parents pray, and they pray, and they pray. They get calluses on their knees. And guess what? Nothing seems to change. Nothing seems to get better. In fact, their children only get worse. They sincerely wonder if their prayers are falling on deaf ears. And that's understandable for them to think in that way. Finally, their children hit rock bottom. And they're on the verge of despair. But then, then, they, they turn their lives around. They open up to God. They come back to church. They make a good, thorough confession. They start coming to Mass again. They find a community of believers that support them. They make a complete 180 in their lives. You know, I just went up to Honeydew for a coffee and muffin in between Masses with Richie. A man came in. He said, Father Ray, you were talking about me this morning. He's one of those people that hit rock bottom. And I know his mother was praying for him. I said, you know what? Your mother's prayers were answered. Not in the way she expected them to be. She wanted an instantaneous change. But he did have to hit rock bottom, and he did. But he looked up, praise God. You see, so very often afterward, after they have their conversions, these men and women will say, Like this man, in essence, said today, you know, Father Ray, I'm not happy I brought all that suffering on myself. I'm not happy I nearly destroyed my life. But I know that if I had not suffered in that way, if God hadn't allowed that to happen to me, if I had not hit rock bottom, I never would have changed my ways. I would have continued down the wrong path. And I probably would have ended up in hell. Be careful what you pray for, because you just might get it. Although you might not get it in the way you expect to. But that's okay. At least that's what this man said to me a few hours ago. That's what all these converted men and women would say. And I am quite certain that James and John, St. James and St. John, would agree with them. Sitting as they now are on those glorious thrones of theirs in heaven.